This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Good morning, John Osterlin here with you. Hope you had a good weekend. It was a big weekend for the head of Virgin, Richard Branson. He became the first billionaire to go to space. I know Jeff Bezos uh, wants to wants to be a spaceman as well. But yesterday, on Sunday, Richard Branson reached space on a test flight for Virgin Galactic before gliding back to Earth and touching down safely. These guys, these billionaires, they want to they wanna be big in space tourism. They, they want people who've got money to say, hey, we're, we're, we're going we're gonna to pay you to take us to space. That's something, you know, you think of tourists. And, and most tourists go to places on Earth. You know, I hey, went to Florida. You know, went to, went to, went to California. Went to Jamaica. Now, in the near future, tourists are going to be, oh, yeah? Well, uh, well, I went to space. Richard Branson is is the founder of the Virgin Group. He's got all kinds of different businesses under that umbrella. And he launched yesterday with three company employees. So three people who uh who worked for him. They 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 flew 53 miles above the earth in a final test mission before kicking off commercial space flights next year. By the way, Richard Branson, he earned his pilot's license. He tested the astronaut cabin experience. Coleman, um, is this something you'd ever be interested in uh, going <clears throat> into space? I just hey, What are you doing this weekend? It, dep- it depends on how much the tickets are. See, I, first of all, I have to appreciate the owners and these billionaires like Jeff Bezos and uh, Branson for taking a bull by the horns and putting themselves in a situation because 
because of the amount of money they have, they have a lot to lose if something goes wrong. If something, if if the if the glider didn't glide up correctly or they blew up on blast off. So the fact that they were willing to put themselves in that position in the first place, I gotta commend them for that. And Jeff Bezos is gonna do it in the future. Dude, these guys have balls of steel to put themselves in a position when they don't have to. They could have paid anybody to take the test flight. People would have volunteered to do it, but they said, no, we're going to do it. Him and his three company employees did it. And then second of all, it's like, where do you go from there? All right, they're going to take commercial airlines to space. And my fantasy is I hope that a bunch of flat earthers like get to take these flights to actually see whether or not the earth is really round or flat. That's that's what I'm looking forward to the most. Getting flat earthers on these Virgin Mobile blast-off flights just so, just so they can see the curvature of the earth and be like, whoa, it really is they round. They don't believe all of the pictures we've seen from space before? No, they, 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 still, they still don't. Hmm. A photo was released by, uh, by his company, Virgin, and it showed Richard Branson and the three employees, the three people that work with them, showed them in zero gravity. So they were they were in space. Elon Musk wants to do this too. He's I don't think he's in a rush to get to space. I think he just wants to make space flight commercial. I think Elon Musk is ahead of both uh Bezos and Branson. It's just that Bezos and Branson are willing to put themselves in the cockpit. It'd be something space tourism. You know, you'd be a, be a tourist in space. Well, people, it was a big deal for people in the United States. You know what? I'm gonna go to Europe. I want to go to go to Italy. Go to go to England. Go to go to Normandy, France. World War II, D Day. See all all of that. But if you've been to everywhere on planet Earth already, where else is there to go but space? You know, if this goes right, you know, in the next 30, 40, 50 years, not only can you just glide up to space and go see it. You could probably get a commercial flight to the International Space Station and hang out up there for a couple of days instead of just going up to space and looking at it and coming back down. Dude, there's so much you can do with this, and I can't wait to see what the future holds when it comes to commercial space travel. There must be something about becoming richer than everybody else on the planet. And and when when you get to that point, Space must just be something that pops into your head because, okay, I've already, I've, I've accomplished something that only a handful of people who ever lived on planet Earth accomplished. I've become either the richest, the second richest, the third richest, the fourth richest person on the planet. Now what? Not, 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 now, now <laughs> what? Not, now what? I mean, I've, I've, I figured this money thing out. I mean, I, I look around, I see so many people that, that, that I, I have a tough time. They live paycheck to paycheck. A lot of people, they struggle to eat. I, to me, that's figured, figured that out times a gazillion. Now what's next? The moon. The moon, Alice. Straight to the moon. Well, Uranus. Why not? <laughs> All the way to the end of Uranus. Space travel. Space tourism. The space tourists. I mean, once people, once the first few people start going up, 
Then there's going to be other people that say, I, I, I want to do that. But I don't think there's going to be a lot of people at first. I, cause I think most people be scared as hell. I, I got to be honest with you. I, I mean, I, I thought what he did was cool this past weekend. Is this something I want to do? Or, or is, is my life okay without me going into space? It, or, or would I, I look at myself as a failure? That that I didn't I didn't make it into space that I didn't accomplish that. I mean, if it's there to do, why not? If you can. And and I know I I, I know. The first space tourists, it's going to cost them a pretty penny. And that's the only reason why I'm skeptical about it. I would love to do it. Maybe so I. So you're win. telling me if it was twenty bucks or oh, 50, yeah, was fifty bucks, bucks yeah, you'd, you'd Hell yeah, if it was only 20 bucks, I'd go five days a week. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but no, mm-hmm. I'm quite sure it's not going to be 20 bucks. It'll be 20 bucks in 2052. Yeah, if it, if it costs uh, cost, uh, a couple hundred or a few hundred bucks to to fly to Europe, uh, you, you would think it would cost uh, a bit more than that to, to fly to space. Well... A, a space virgin no more. R- Richard Branson is the first uh, billionaire to make it up to space, and now we'll see we'll see Jeff Bezos and, and Elon Musk and see them uh, try to do the same thing. Be the leaders when it comes to space tourism. You want to go around the rings of Saturn? Hey, come on. Come on. No problem. All right. Coming up on the show this morning. Someone just sold an unopened Super Mario 64 game from 1996. Wait, wait, do you hear what they got for it? And I remember when that came out in 1996 and who would have ever thought to not just rip it open and start playing it the second we bought it? Who would have ever thought to, to, to do something different like, I'm going to take this and, and I'm not going to open it and I'm going to put it in a closet somewhere years or so. I'm going to whip it out and see what it's worth. Uh, we have a lot to do. Did you watch that, that Colin McGregor fight over the weekend? It wasn't much of a fight. He, he was beaten by a Cajun from Louisiana. We have a lot to do on the show this morning. Hang out with us. Here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only, classic rock station. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Bayou 95.7 New Orleans only classic rock station. Good morning, J.O. here with you. Last week on Friday on our show, we told you we were talking about the 14-year-old girl from Harvey who won the Scripps National Spelling Bee. She was the best speller when it comes to uh, when it comes to youngsters in the United States. And her name is Zalia Avant-Garde. And, and besides being the, the best speller in America when it comes to youngsters, she's also in the Guinness Book of World Records because she can dribble multiple basketballs. And she had said that her goal is to make it as a professional basketball player in the WNBA. And she practiced that a lot. And, well, to get in the Guinness Book of World Records, you, you've got to practice a lot. But then she said she got involved in the spelling bee. She also practiced spelling a lot. She, she practiced that seven hours a day. Well, we were talking about her on our show on, on Friday. What an accomplishment. What, what, what a couple of accomplishments. At 14, she's already, she's already in the Guinness Book of World Records and the National Spelling Bee champion. Um, two different things at the age of 14. Well... Not long after that, the president of LSU, William Tate, went on social media and he, and he offered her a full scholarship to LSU. How about that, huh? And, and also Southern University in Baton Rouge offered her a full scholarship. And I have a feeling those aren't going to be the only two universities who offer her a free ride, a full boat. She still wants to play in, in the WNBA. She's a basketball prodigy, but man, uh, she can spell better than than probably most most of the players in the WNBA, the NBA put together. And, and last week on the show, I said, remember her name, Zalia Avant-Garde. It's a tough name to forget. Um, she, 
she's going to be accomplishing some great things in life. You you would think, and how about that? She's from Harvey. She's from the West Bank. I wonder what schools can offer her because she seems like she's already ahead of the curve. Like, no matter what school she goes to, what could they actually teach her at that point that she doesn't probably already know herself? She's already a spelling bee champion. She's an athlete. Like, I mean, what, chemistry? What, what would they be able to yeah, I mean, I'm teach sure her, Dad? I'm sure there, there are some things that universities could help her round out her knowledge. Um, and, and what's interesting, Coleman, over the weekend, one of my Facebook friends who lives on the West Bank posted, made a post, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but they said, hey, people in New Orleans, stop claiming the spelling bee champion as, as, as one of you. She's not one of you. She's from the West. She, she's one of us. She's not one of you, New Orleans. She, she's, she's one of us. And, and, and I saw some back and forth. Uh, going on on that on that social media post, and, and I said, "Boy, why why can't we all celebrate?" Yeah, that concept always bewildered me when when it comes to somebody who made it out of a a small town or a hometown. All of a sudden, everybody wants to glam on to their success, like they had something to do with it, just because they just happened to stay stay in the same city or the same state. Just like we was talking about this guy from the uh, UFC, you know. Now he he's making big in the U.S. Soon, everybody's like, yeah, he's a Cajun, he's one of us. Like you, you don't even know the dude. You know what I mean? We're gonna talk about that uh, <laughs> later on in the show as a Cajun from Louisiana, a, a real Cajun. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was raised Cajun. He beat Conor McGregor Saturday night in the UFC when Conor McGregor's leg snapped in half. Yeah, so with the, with avant garde, like two, like a month ago. Barely anybody in Harvey probably knew her name. Now all of a sudden, everybody in Harvey know that. Well, she's from Harvey like us. She's one of us. Like you don't even know her. You never seen that at Walmart. You know what I mean? It's funny how people glam on to local success like that. Like they actually had something to do with that person's lives. I never got that concept. It's good that she's from the West Bank and I'm from the West Bank. But I'm gonna, I'm not gonna sit there and claim like I had anything to do with her success or I'm gonna glam on to her success. It's just cool to know that hey. She stays in the same bank that I do. Yeah, and and I live in New Orleans, and and we talked about it on Friday because she's a local girl who did not good. She did great in a couple of different aspects in her life. And it's great to have someone local um, who accomplished such greatness. But I'll be honest with you. I'll tell you a quick story. A few years ago, when I was doing a radio talk show in this town, I told a joke. And uh, and someone from the West Bank got very, very upset. And I got called into my program director's office, and I had to go on a speakerphone conversation with this guy. Do you remember the Saints game when um, a touchdown was scored? And one of the players threw the football, the guy who scored the touchdown, threw the football into right into the stands right down. And it looked like he was throwing it to a female. But there was a male 
Saints fan, and, and I think it was a player on the other team. It might have been the Cincinnati Bengals. And he saw someone, a female, wearing one of his team's jerseys, so he wanted to throw her the ball. But a male Saints fan wearing a Saints jersey jumped in front of her and, and took the ball. And, and, and it made the news. So the next day on my radio show, I said, that guy's probably either from Chalmette or the West Bank. See, you just cracked up. Yeah, that was, that was pretty funny. I got called in to the program director's office a a after, after that. There was a guy on the phone, an older guy, and he said, why would you tell that joke? Why would you say that? I said, I don't know. It was just a, it was a joke. I, I, why couldn't you say he was from Lakeview? Or why couldn't you say he was from Uptown? You know, over here on the West Bank, we've been taking a lot of crap from people in New Orleans for a lot of years. And I was like, whoa. I, 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 I had no idea that that would be so offensive to that guy. It, well, was he somebody important? Or he was just some dude that just happened to live on the West Bank? He was some older guy who lived on the West Bank. And that was it? And, 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 and he said, you know, my whole life I've been taking crap from people from New Orleans, you know, about being from the West Bank. You know, it's funny. And your program director actually had you on speakerphone with this dude. You know what our program director would have did? If they'd have called, they'd have, she'd have hung up in the, in the dude's face like, ah, screw it, clip. Hey, I heard Austin talk bad about Kenneth, bro. Yeah, he does that sometimes. Click. <laughs> it was just a, it was a, it was just a, a, a joke. It was it was a one line thing, and uh, and so I thought of that when I saw the the West Bankers, or at least one West Banker post what they posted about the spelling bee champ saying, "Hey, New Orleans, you're not you're not taking credit for this. She's a West Banker." And so, you know, I, I, I remembered that situation. Yeah, it was never that serious for me. Man. I don't get why people do stuff like that. I, I don't mind being a butt of jokes. I know Morero You're has You're born this. and raised on the West Bank, right? No, no, I was born in New Orleans. I live on the West Bank now. I was born and raised in New Orleans. I just happen to live on the West Bank now. But, yeah, I don't, I don't care that much. Like, stuff like that doesn't offend me, and I wonder why it does, why, why it's so important to uh, other people, like people ask me what high school I went to, like it makes a difference. What school you went to? Like that's that's one of those New Orleans stables. Like just saying what school you went to is supposed to have some kind of camaraderie. I just wanted to get out of school, so I don't do the whole what school you went to. I'm more like if you're cool, you're cool. If not, you're not. You know. Well, I think that's the second question that most people are asked or, or in and around the New Orleans metropolitan region. If you meet someone, hey, what's your name? Hey, John. What? what where'd you go to high school? Right. That that's. Uh, I'll That's, tell him I forget. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just glad to be out. Um, well, congratulations to, uh, to, to the 14-year-old from Harvey, from the West Bank, uh, Zalia Avant-Garde. Uh, college scholarships are now rolling in as she's uh, a spelling bee champion and a Guinness Book of World Records holder uh, for her basketball dribbling abilities coming up on the show did you did you catch that fight um if you blinked your eye it was over the 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 louisiana cajun beat conor mcgregor conor mcgregor's leg 
just snapped. Uh, that That's coming up. Uh, we got a lot to get to on the show this morning. Hang out with us here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Big day in England yesterday, in London, England, as they had not only the Wimbledon tennis final championship with uh, the Joker, Novak Djokovic winning again. Um, he did something incredible. He became the third active male tennis player to win 20 major tournaments. That's, that's incredible that there are three guys still playing tennis, uh, Rafael Nadal and Roger Federer and, and the Joker, who are still going strong, and, and they have each won 20 major tennis tournaments. Unbelievable. And then also in England after that, yesterday in London, was the European soccer championship between Italy and England. And Italy beat England in London uh, on penalty kicks. Tom Cruise was at both of those events. He was at the Wimbledon final, and then he and then he hopped over and, and made it to Wembley uh, to to, uh, to to go to the European soccer final. And and the reason I brought that up about the American actor. Uh, Tom Cruise, is because I was just reading he's drifting away from Scientology. He's been a Scientologist for a long time. They say it's a blow to the church because Tom Cruise is its most prominent crackpot. <laughs> Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only, classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only, classic rock station. Good morning. John Osterland, hanging with you. Coleman, I was going to call you on Saturday because I was thinking about buying the Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier fight, the, uh, the UFC, their, their trilogy fight. I was thinking about uh, buying it, but then as I thought about it, I thought about the last few fights I thought about buying. The last one was uh, Floyd Mayweather against the YouTube star. Right. One of those Pauls. Yeah, and, and, and that turned out to be fraudulent. Um, and then there was a fight before that. And, was that Mike Tyson and Roy Jones? Yeah, yeah. And then, I mean, those two guys, you know, retired well past their prime i'm trying to think of the last real fight with fighters it might have been a conor mcgregor fight but i started thinking you know the last several fights that i've wanted to buy none of them were worth the money none of them were worth the, the 50 bucks or whatever they were charging to watch the fight and so i i, I said to myself on saturday Maybe I'll maybe I'll go to a a bar that that's showing the fight, pay a few bucks, or, or or maybe I won't. Well, good thing I I I stopped myself again because you could put 
Saturday night's fight, with all those other fights, they, they were not worth the money that people paid to to watch those fights. I mean, the, the, the good news is the local guy, the, the guy who raised Cajun in Lafayette, Austin Poirier, ended up beating Conor McGregor because Conor McGregor snapped his leg at the end of the first round. And that makes me wonder, did... did... Did the Cajun guy really win, or did Conor McGregor lose? When well, you it, really look at the highlights, like, did he win? Did, was it really a victory, so to speak? By UFC rules. Yeah. By mixed martial arts rules. It doesn't matter how you're not standing or why you're not standing. If you're not standing, you lose. And... um you know, Conor McGregor, he uh, he had long surgery after after the fight. They had to, they had to put his put the bottom of his leg back together. That that was that was very graphic looking. Yeah, and I like the funny meme when he said they had to put uh, Conor McGregor's leg in a boot, but the boot was shaped like the state of Louisiana. Nah. that was pretty clever. But that's pretty cool that a, that a guy from the state of Louisiana, a, a legitimate Cajun, that's how he was raised. Did you see that he dropped out of high school his freshman year of high school, Dustin Poirier? Not, did not. He, uh, he dropped out his freshman year of high school because he was getting in trouble, and that included getting into a lot of fights. So there's a guy that took something that was a negative, and, and, and it was the reason why it was a negative. He was fighting. That's why he, got, that's why he left school, and he, and he turned it into uh, something to make millions of dollars. That's a good positive turnaround story. You know, uh, I'm, I'm not a natural athlete. You know, I, I might have played a little basketball, and I played for a, a park at, when I was a kid, but I was never a natural athlete. But that was the thing. If I, if I could play a sport, would I want to play the sport or be active in a sport where I know I'm going to get punched in the face? Or would I rather play one of the sports that has balls in it, like a football or a basketball? Yeah, sure, there's some full contact. But to actually go into a sport knowing at some point somebody's either going to kick me or punch me in the face, but I love the sport so much that I'm going to try to do it. That in itself is like, wow. It's yeah, like <laughs> when, I, when, I, when I was a kid, I grew up I, I grew up playing basketball and football and baseball. That's, that's what I played. Did you ever fear uh, getting hit in the face with the baseball? When a, when a pitcher threw it at you, maybe 93 miles per hour? Really? I mean, uh, sure, you didn't want to get hit, but... Uh... I mean, I would like to learn how to box, you know, just for cardio reasons, you know, to keep myself in shape. But if I, you know, and I even thought about finding a trainer to train me how to box, but as soon as it gets to where, hey, you want to spar with some guys? No, I'll pass on that. I just want to get in shape. I don't, I don't want to get punched in the face by anyone. If you're listening right now, did, did, you, did you buy that fight? Do you feel like you got ripped off? I mean, that's the that's the that's the chance you take, right? When you when you when you spend some money on a fight, n nobody knows how it's going to turn out. Um, text us 504-260-9595. Uh, you you didn't get your money's worth. Uh, you, you got what three or four minutes, five minutes worth, and 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 then all of a sudden the uh, the, the fight ended when the Irishman's leg snapped in half.
But that was, uh, hey, a win is a win. And it, and it, sure, you would have liked to have seen a better fight, but, but the Cajun beat the Irishman. And I thought that was pretty cool. Text us, uh, do, do, you, do you feel bad that you bought the fight, or do you still, no, hey, I bought the fight, but I only got a couple of minutes, but but I, I saw what happened, and that's why that's why I bought the fight, because that's what I wanted to see. Text us, and if uh, keep it short, and please don't text while you're driving, and if it's good, we'll read it uh, coming up next on the show here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Good morning. It's the John Osterlin Morning Show. Hope you had a good weekend. The dog days of summer are here. I can't tell the way the weather's been acting. It's been raining almost, what, two weeks straight every day? Yes, a bit of break from the wet stuff. So, tomorrow night is baseball's all-star game. And there's a player this year that has done something that literally has never been done in Major League Baseball. Hey, what's the name of this segment? Oh, since it's a f- uh this is the big O. Oh. Usually a story that gets my attention and I want to get your take on it. There's a there's a there's a baseball player. He's from Japan. His name is Shone Otani. And what he has done this year literally has never been done in baseball. And, and, you know, here's a game they've been playing over 100 years. and He's the first baseball player to ever make the all-star team as both a hitter and a pitcher. Usually when you get to major league, to, to, to the majors, you're either one or the other. You're either a, a a really good pitcher, or you're you're a really good hitter. But we've we've never seen anybody like this guy. He leads the league in home. He leads baseball in home runs. He's got 33 home runs at the All Star break, and he's one of the best starting pitchers in Major League Baseball. So, he made the all-star team as both a hitter and a pitcher. The only guy people can think of to compare him to is Babe Ruth. Because when Babe Ruth started in the big leagues, he was a pitcher. with the Boston Red Sox, and then the Red Sox traded him to the Yankees. And when he became a Yankee, 
the Yankees didn't have him pitch anymore. He he just he just hit, and and he was the the, the greatest hitter that anybody ever saw. They only started playing the All Star game in the mid nineteen thirties. And and this guy from Japan, Shohei Otane, just accomplished something by becoming the first player ever to to to, to make it to the All Star team, both as a, as a hitter and a pitcher. Now he's he's he plays for the Los Angeles Angels. And this year he came into his own. He was he was with them last year. He had a little bit of an injury. But this year he he it, it's truly amazing to make it to that level and to be that good on both sides of the ball. To to I mean A 33 home runs, more home runs than anybody has hit this year so far. And B, here's a guy that can throw the ball 95 miles an hour, 97, 98 miles an hour, and he, and he can hit the, the, the corner of the plate, the, the, the corner of, of, of the strike zone. We've, we've literally never seen anybody like this. He's the greatest baseball player who ever lived. That ever lived, ever? Coleman, I don't think there's a close second. There's no other human being that can do what he did. There, there's, there's nobody else who has the ability to, to, to hit at that level and to pitch at that level at the level he's doing it. Nobody, we, we've, we've never, ever seen this before. So he's, he, he has to be the greatest baseball player who ever lived, right? The reasoning is sound. T text us. 504-260-9595. I'm not wrong, am I? I mean, there are, there are, there are great hitters. There are great pitchers. This guy is both. And tomorrow night is the All-Star game. They don't know if he's if if he, he he's got a hit cuz he's leading baseball in home runs. We'll see if they have him pitch an inning or two as well. They 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 they're not sure yet if they if they're going to do that. Now, didn't he have like a bad strikeout call or something last time? They left some people furious or mad. The 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 last game he he played over the weekend. I I think he played a game on Saturday. He played yesterday too, but 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 on Saturday there was a game where he was up, and he struck out on a called third strike that was not a strike. It 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 wasn't even close to being a strike. And one of the Angels announcers, Matt Vaskersian, said, yeah, ump, that's why the people 
paid money to come to the game and, and, and watch the game on television to, to see this wonder get called out on, on a third strike that wasn't even close to being a strike. What the hell's the matter with you, Womp? That, that happened on Saturday. Now baseball, they 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 do the instant replays now, right? Because I know for not long... not for balls and strikes. Oh, all right, I thought they not for balls and strikes. <laughs> they'll do they'll do instant replay if if a guy it's a close play at first base, and and the the manager uh, they, they thinks they he missed the call, and and you know the managers they they have a coach sitting somewhere in the stadium who looks at the instant replay. Of every every play instantly, and then and then he'll call down to the to the dugout and say, "Oh no, challenge that one. We'll we'll win that. That'll be reversed." Uh, a play like that can be replayed. A a, a a fair ball that's been called foul or a foul ball that's been called fair can can be viewed on instant replay. If a guy caught a ball or not, that can be viewed on instant replay. But a ball or a strike cannot be reviewed on instant replay. Sean says he hasn't played long enough to have that title yet, but can he be? Absolutely. It is the first year that that he's he's really excelled at both. Now he's excelled at both in Japan, where he played professional baseball uh, for a few years before he came over to the major leagues here. Chris says. If, uh, if Antonic can keep it up, this level of performance for the next 10 years, then sure, he's one of the greatest of all time. But you need longevity to even be in the talks about the greatest. But nobody has done what he has done this year. I know it's only been one year. But nobody has ever done what he has done this year. This text says, if he keeps it up for a few more years, greatest ever. But MVP this year for sure. Yeah, and you just you, you hope the guy can stay healthy. But but I I'm I'm thinking to myself my my god. With, with with all of the guys who have made it to the major leagues in the last again, Babe Ruth is the only other guy that did this, but once he got traded to the Yankees, they they, they, they didn't have him pitch anymore. They said you just focus on on hitting. And and when you've got Baseball players who are really good as youngsters coming up, you know, whether they get to high school and then after high school, when they either go to college or they'll 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 turn pro and start their minor league career to try to make it to the major leagues. All the coaches would tell them pick one or the other, just either focus on your on your pitching or focus on your hitting. Ah. Uh, I went to high school with a with a kid. He was a friend of mine who made it to the major leagues. And in high school, he was a great hitter and a great pitcher. But once he got into college and then into the minor leagues and then he made it with the Cleveland Indians, uh, his name was Charles Nagy. He actually pitched in a couple of World Series. And, and, and he ended up uh, having a really good career with the Cleveland Indians. Like I said, when he was in high school, man, he was a great hitter and a great pitcher. But once he once he got out, and, and once he started making his ways in the pros, they said, "Don't worry about hitting. 
God kissed your shoulder. You just focus on on pitching. So when it comes to Otani, it seems like our texters just say, let's give him some time before we can give him that title, the greatest of all time, or being the best baseball player that ever lived, as long as he keeps it up. So he's got to do it. He's got to do it for a, a, a bit longer. But, yeah. but 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 for this year, we have never seen uh, anything like him. I, I mean, this is arguably the the greatest thing we've ever seen in professional sports. Nobody has ever done this before. Text us if you want. Let, let us know, and we appreciate your texts. Two six zero. 9595 keep it short and uh, if it's good we'll read it coming up next on the show and 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 please uh don't text while you're driving and since it's monday we're starting a um cash contest uh the, the listeners now have a chance to win one thousand dollars starting this hour 11 times a day all they have to do is listen for the cash keyword and text that cash keyword into 72881 anytime as long as the hour goes each hour there's be a new cash keyword and you have 11 times a day five days a week to try to win one thousand dollars let's get that going Good luck winning that grand from Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. It's Shark Week again. Shark Week has become huge on the Discovery Channel. Do you watch uh, much of Shark Week? They say sharks are very, very smart. And they say sharks like rap music as well. Their favorite? MC Hammerhead. That's their uh, favorite rapper. Hey, coming up next on the show. Man, they just had an auction for some things that people bought in the 90s and just kept in really good condition. I can't believe what some of these things are selling for. Wait till you hear this coming up next on Bayou 95.7. New Orleans only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Good morning. J.O. here with you. So, an unopened Super Mario 64 game from 1996 just sold at an auction for one point. Five six million dollars. One million dollars. <laughs> Just two days before that, another Nintendo game sold for eight hundred and seventy thousand dollars. Ching at auction. You know, I've seen this with 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 baseball cards, and I've seen this with with other collectible items. And there are times where I've, I've, I've kicked myself in the keister because I'm thinking to myself, I remember in 1996 playing Super Mario 64. I remember friends played that. But there wasn't one of us who went to the store, bought the game, brought it home, and said, you know what, let's not play this. Let's, let's not only not play it, but let's not open it. I'm going to go put it in a safe deposit box somewhere, and who knows, 
maybe 25 years from now, this thing will be worth $1.56 million. What? Why? Why didn't one of us think of that? Because the game was so exciting. I remember seeing Mario 64 on a display uh, at Toys R Us, and I remember just being amazed at how this is the first time in video game history you can play Mario in the 3D atmosphere. That within itself, like, oh, I have to have this. I have to have this. I had to get Mario 64. Then I had to get Super Smash Brothers. But no, you wanted to play. You were you wasn't thinking about the future at that time. You was thinking about the right then and right now. I want to play this game right now. Now, Mario Brothers, they started in Donkey Kong. Yeah. Right? Yep. And and then I mean I I loved I remember in the eighties going to the arcade and just firing quarters. In the Donkey Kong machine, I I I loved that game, and and so and so Donkey Kong then became Mario Brothers, right? The, 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 and I remember there because part of my family's Italian, Osterland is Swedish, but I'm also part Italian and part Irish on my mother's side. Uh. When I was playing the games, there was a few uh, Italian uncles I had that said, "These guys Italian? These these Mario brothers?" And what, what do they think? All Italian guys are short and have big fuzzy mustaches. They're only short before the mushroom. Once you get the mushroom, you get bigger. Yeah, I tried telling my uncle that, but uh, did they try taking the mushroom to get bigger? <laughs> no. Heritage Auctions in Dallas said that that 1996 game sold yesterday, breaking its previous record price for the sale of a single video game. Um, now, the person that, that, that paid $1.56 million for that video game, what are they going to do with it? They're going to keep it around for another 20 years, and they're going to sell it again at auction and probably double or triple the money when it uh, increases in value. So do you think 25 years from now that that'll be worth $3 million? Yes. Hell yeah. The original Super Mario 64 never been opened, never been played. Yes. Hey, Coleman, you like, you like that game too. Yes. I still have my original Nintendo 64. If I can find Super Smash Brothers, I don't know where it went. But if I could find Super Smash Brothers, I wouldn't come to work. So they just had this auction this this past weekend. The day before, or two days before, on Friday, an unopened copy of Nintendo's The Legend of Zelda sold for $870,000. Wow, that could have went for a million. Huh, the original, that was like the second video game. Well, when you, the original NES system, you had Super Mario Bros. that came with Duck Hunt. It was two games in one. And then after that, there was The Legend of Zelda, which came in a gold cartridge back then. It was the first game you had to reset. You could save your game once you played it, but you had to remember to press the, the reset button. So I'm surprised that Legend of Zelda didn't go for higher, especially if it was a gold cartridge. And then back in April, 
the auction house sold an unopened copy of Nintendo's Super Mario Brothers that was bought way back in 1986 and forgotten about in a desk drawer for a long time, and that sold for $660,000. How the hell do you forget about Super Mario Brothers in a desk drawer? <laughs> Lucky then they forgot about it and had a bad memory. Their bad memory just, just uh, got them paid. Usually when I forget stuff, I lose out on money. You know, I thought I thought record albums would be worth a lot of money once the once the compact disc became what most people used to to play their music. But now compact discs have disappeared. And and record albums are coming back. Yeah. So it makes me wonder if, if there's an unopened compact disc CD that somebody has out right now that they never opened, maybe some great artist that came out with a CD in 20 years from now, is the unopened CD going to be worth some sort of money since compact discs are no longer around? I don't, I, I don't think so. I, I literally gave away over a thousand compact discs. So what's going to happen? I, 20, I got tired of moving them. So what's going to happen 20 years from now when you found out that one of the compact discs that you used to own that you gave away sold for $2 million, $3 million at an auction somewhere? I'll be a lot more upset than I am this morning thinking about the Super Mario 64 game from 1996. Um, just in, in incredible stuff. I just, uh, it blows my mind to, to see people held on to stuff, didn't even open it, and then, man. And as the years go on, the value just keeps going up. Well, here's what I'm going to do when we get up. I'm just going to buy something at a Walmart, a toy, a board game, something. I'm just going to keep it and never open and see what happens in 20, 25 years. Hey, coming up on a show, could, could you imagine parachuting, falling through a roof into somebody's kitchen and surviving to tell that story? That just happened. Stick around. Still got a lot to get to on the show this morning. They're on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Good morning. It's the John Osterland Morning Show. Fashion trends come and go. Today, there is a fashion trend for women that is taking over the 2021 fashion world. The no bra movement. And and, and they're saying yes! Well they're saying they're saying for some women this is becoming a, a major fashion trend. But it's leaving a lot of women behind. Because uh I, I, from what I've been reading and I'm looking at some of the some of the photos of the of the no bra movement. I think it's great, but but there there are there are some women that they're saying they're unable to to take part in this fashion trend. What would prevent them from taking part in that fashion trend? Is really easy. All you have to do is not wear a bra. Their boobs are too big. I don't see how that's a problem. Well, with some of these some of these photos I'm looking at, Coleman, very low cut, 
and and if you if you have very very large boobs, mm-hmm. um, you you would see a lot of them. The 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 the, the no bra movement fashion trend s- seems to be seems to be uh, taking women with with I, the average size breasts. To, to smaller size breasts. So you mean the women with the larger breasts are concerned that if their shirt is too short and they wore no bra, too much of their underboob would be exposed? Yes. Once again, I fail to see what the problem is, what the issue is. This is a this is a fashion trend that you like? Yes. I'm all for it. I support it wholeheartedly. Well, I've said on this show before that I think it's sexist that that men are able to to walk down the street with with no shirt on but women aren't i agree with that you know the uh the red dress run is coming up right and a lot of participants they male and female they both wear red dresses to participate in the red dress run and i was thinking to myself if i decide to participate what i would do is to show my support for equality was wear a very very short red skirt with no underwear, because a lot of women don't wear underwear when they wear dresses. So I think I participate in that too. And then I'll just run with a very, very short cut red dress with no underwear to show my support for equality. But that's a way of of doing that. You want to start your own fashion trend, do, doing something like that. But they're saying whether whether it's a it's a shirt or a dress that the the no bra movement is uh is becoming big here in the year 2021 as well it should be maybe people got comfortable when they were during lockdown and quarantine women got comfortable with just being at home and not having to wear a bra and now that things are starting to open up and get back to normal they're starting to realize you know what i really don't feel like going back to wearing a bra in public so i'm just going to freeball it just roll out without it and once again, I support it 100% wholeheartedly. Well, they're thinking that the uh, pandemic that come out of is what started to launch this because that prioritized comfort over over style. And so I guess for for for, for women it's it's more comfortable just to not wear a bra than it is to i agree because you know depending on what type of uh work environment you work at your work clothes tend to be very uncomfortable especially if you're trying to look professional and i think right now like i said after the quarantine and we, we realize a lot of people can work from home now it's not really that vital to actually show up to the office so why would you want to show up somewhere uncomfortable when the job could get done whether or not you're wearing your professional attire or not and i think Businesses need to be more lax now coming out of the quarantine. Like, you know what? Let's have a casual every day instead of a casual Friday. And if that means that women are so comfortable that they are allowed to work without wearing bras, once again, I'm all about equality. It's all about comfort. I support this trend. Look, I'm all for it. And 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 I, I honestly do believe, because there are several states in the United States, we named them before on this show, where there, 
there is no law prohibiting women from from being topless in public. And nor should there be. No, that is sexist. I agree. I agree. I'm all about progressiveness over here. <laughs> Let these women run around how they feel. Yeah, and you know, if you think about it, you know, we, with, the, with the hashtag Me Too movement and, and all of that, isn't it time... To, to, to let women be be equal it's to, long men, to men? Not only is it time, it's overdue. I'm with you there as well. Um, I, again, I'm not, the, I'm not the biggest fashion trend person, but I, I saw this report. I mean, this one woman, she, she's just wearing a, a, a small sweater, no bra, and, and uh, I mean, you see, you, you see cleavage in see a, a, a little bit of upside boob but but it, or do you also see a smile on her face does she seem happy comfortable relaxed yeah she seems comfortable yeah that's all that matters she seems comfortable well well geez we'll see we'll see how how big this fashion trend becomes and we'll see if there are more states in the United States that join the list of states who already say that it's, it's not illegal I mean, for, for a woman to walk down the street like, like, like a man walks down the street, if that's, if that's how she wants to be. Again, this isn't for every woman, but it's nice to have them. Yeah. I yes. think I'm going to show my support for the rest of the year. I won't wear a bra. Especially if it's, uh, if it's more comfortable. Well, I, st I still got to get to this story a parachuter who, whose who's chute didn't open properly. And not only did he land on the roof of a house, he went through the roof, landed in the kitchen, and he's fine. Where do you hear that coming up? I still got the dumbest thing I read all morning. Hang out with us. Here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. A parachuter plunges through the roof of a house in Southern California and lands in the kitchen and uh, is all right. This happened... In, 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 in Southern California, in a town called Asker, Ascadero. Close enough. Yeah, at Ascadero, California. The parachutist was from Camp Roberts, which is a military facility around there. He, he happened to be a British soldier. And he was in the midst of a training exercise. And he dealt with a parachute that didn't fully open before he plunged through the house last week, just before 5 p.m. No one was home at the time. 
but he landed in their kitchen. A neighbor saw, the neighbor's like, did I just see a guy in a parachute that wasn't fully opened go through the roof of my neighbor's house? Called 911. Medical folks, cops showed up. 911, what's your emergency? Guy with a parachute in the kitchen. And um, he's he's fine. I mean, he had a, he had a couple of injuries, but he's going to be okay. His parachute didn't fully open through the roof of a house. He landed in the kitchen, and he's all right. Did he take something out the fridge on the way out? Doesn't say anything about that in the report, Coleman. I mean, after you fall through a kitchen and survive because your parachute failed to deploy, and you fall right by the refrigerator, the first thing I'm looking for is a beer to, re- to just to relieve the edge. I almost died. So if the if the people if the homeowners came home and saw some of their brewskis misking, it's totally on me. The woman who lives in the house, Linda Saladay, said it's amazing. There's not that much damage. It's mostly the ceiling, the sheetrock. He missed the counters. He missed the appliances. He, he, he missed everything. So, so he landed on, on the kitchen floor? Splat. Now it makes me wonder why they're doing parachute tests over residential neighborhoods in California. You would think if you're running training exercises, the best uh, place to jump out of is like the middle of the desert or a field or something like that. Why are you jumping out of planes in residential neighborhoods with houses and stuff? Where was he going to land if the parachute did deploy correctly? Was he going to land on the sidewalk, the street? Well, Coleman, it's uh, it's Southern California. There, there are there are several military training facilities. I know San Diego is 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 huge. Um, this just where this guy happened to be, but but it's uh. Imagine you're you're one of the guys in the class and you see your instructor fail. <laughs> what kind of confidence did that give you in the future? Like we just learned what not to do. I would. I the question I had. I know you just asked your question. The question I had is, uh, why are British troops training here in the United States? We're allies, aren't we? Well, of course, we're allies. Yeah, I think but, that's cool. but, I mean, Maybe because that- he's the best. Well, it was the best. Well, guy's got a story to tell now. Hey, coming up next, it's the dumbest thing I read all morning. Look, if, if, if police officers are chasing you, you should always stop. You should never run. But if you do run, there's something else you shouldn't do. And that's next. Here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only. Classic Rock Station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only Classic Rock Station. Good morning, John Osterland here with you. Hey, breaking news of former Louisiana Governor Edwin Edwards just passed away. Uh, 93 years old. I interviewed Edwin Edwards before. Um, We could all make it to 93. But uh, former Louisiana Governor Edwin Edwards has just passed away. And did you, you see who else died uh, a couple of days ago here in New Orleans? Uh, the the man who owned Chickie Wawa, 
like a music club. It was more like a listening room. Uh, Dale Trigero, he uh, he opened up Chicky Wawa right before Hurricane Katrina on Canal Street, and before that he was uh, he was booking bands for a uh, for a for a club in Algiers, uh, but right before Hurricane Katrina, he opened up Chicky Wawa on Canal Street, and. A lot of a lot of local musicians, uh, songwriters and such, they they really appreciated him because he really appreciated the music. It and went, he appreciated the music so much he named it after a musical riff. Bounchka wow wow. Yeah, Ch- Chicky Wow Wow. Um, I don't don't know what's going to happen to to that place, but uh, R.I.P. Dale Trigero. Got a lot of lot lot of locals, musicians. They 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 respected them because because when you went in there, it was all about the music, and 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 that's what was cool about that place. Hey, it's that time of the show where I tell you the dumbest thing I read all morning. woman who was being chased by police was captured after she stopped to get McDonald's chicken McNuggets during that wild police chase. A woman was arrested at a McDonald's. A 38-year-old woman from Massachusetts named Joanna Gardell. You idiot she was on the run after stealing a vehicle and officers were pursuing her in a car chase this happened up in Massachusetts during the chase she ran red lights drove the wrong direction rammed into several other vehicles including two police cruisers Ultimately, she stopped at a McDonald's drive-thru in Worcester, Massachusetts. That's in central Massachusetts, the middle of the state. And she stopped there to buy herself some chicken McNuggets. So she stole the car, but she was willing to pay for the chicken McNuggets. Evidently, Coleman. You would think with somebody as brazen enough to steal a vehicle, they wouldn't pay for the chicken nuggets either. But I guess priorities, right? But evidently, when she pulled into that McDonald's, there were no cops right behind her. So she felt like, all right, I could go through the drive-thru. Yeah, because escaping a police chase does work up an appetite. And while she was in the drive-thru line, evidently the, the police were able to locate her using the GPS on the truck she stole. And, and they arrested her right there in the in the drive-through line. Did she at least get a nuggets? It doesn't say here in the police report. I got the police report right now. I don't. Doesn't say here if she got the nuggets or not. Um, but the Worcester, Massachusetts District Attorney's Office said Ms. Gardell faces 15 charges, 
including assault and battery by means of a dangerous weapon, leaving the scene of an accident with property damage, stealing a car, resisting arrest. She's being held without bail there in uh, in Worcester, Massachusetts. We were just talking last week about how women are breaking a glass ceiling and they're stealing cars, stealing buses, stealing trucks now. Yeah, usually that's a crime you would think only only a man would commit, you know, like like being a peeping Tom or going into a store and with an overcoat and just opening it up. So, some crimes you just think only men commit them, but... You're right about that glass ceiling. Well, the, the woman who stole the truck and then uh, rammed cop cars and led police on a chase until she was uh, arrested in the drive-thru at a McDonald's in Worcester, Massachusetts, getting chicken McNuggets. It's the dumbest thing I read all morning. On Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 